Welcome back, good people. This is the Breakout Finder Show here on the Roto Underworld Radio Network coming at you live. Once again, I am back with my man, partner in crime, the co-host of this bad boy, Ryan Lopes, at StillRyan5 on Twitter. And y'all know who it is, your boy, Ray G. Catch me at Ray GQ. I was gone. I was gone for a week. And I feel <laughs> like, Ryan, I feel like you had another another man in my bed. Another man. <laughs> In my bed, I, I come back, you know, I leave and, and list. Yeah, the, sheets are, thought, the sheets are smelling a bit different or something? Yeah, the, the sheets don't smell the same. I thought you were done <laughs> with him, and uh, I turn on the program, and there goes the man, the myth, the legend himself, Nate Liss, yeah. you know, sleeping on my side of the bed. I, I had gotten it comfortable. I had worked in a spot. Yeah. And then Liz comes in and he just puts his nuts right on my side. I'm just not, you know, but I forgive you. Uh, it was a fantastic show. I needed, uh, it's funny, we were talking before the show and you were like, how was the vacation? How was the vacation? I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. it was literally one night, like one night away. But when That's you it. have, when you've got two kids and, you know, time away is, is, mm-hmm. is, is scarce, one yes. night feels like an eternity, man. So it was yeah. good, but I'm glad to glad to be back with you, Lopes. Yes, yeah, yo, man. Listen, it's um, you know, Nate and I started the show last week. I I told him, you know, Nate, it would it would have been a little, you know, it's not weird, it's not awkward, it just would have been different with him kind of guest featuring with you and I because this was the show that Nate and I did for so long. So it kind of it worked out. You got your nice time away with the wife to kind of relax and reset. I got, you know, Nate and I were back, but obviously him and I both talked about, and we all three of us have talked about at some point in the very near future, all three of us, uh, as in, as originally intended, we'll definitely get on the show. But yeah, I had a blast with Nate last week. Very excited you are back in the pilot's chair. And we got, we got a lot of ball to talk about, bro. Yeah, man. And you, you have rubbed off on me, Lopes, because I am now part <laughs> of the Gallon Water Gang. The, the, the is, GWG. Keep it with you. Keep it handy. I, I keep it handy. It's like I got a, an extra weight that I carry around <laughs> with me. Uh, the bathroom trips are f- frequent and strong. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, um, I'm feeling, I, I feel good. You know, water, I mean, it's good for your skin. It, it makes sure. you just, you know, it, it fills up. It's got a lot of volume in that stomach. So it keeps me from eating a lot. And I'm on this, uh, I'm on this fitness wave like i'm already a physically fit guy I, I genetically the the good lord built me in a way that that i don't have to do a lot and I've, I'm, I've got a good build but my wife and i are going to hawaii so this this gallon water thing this ff fit club thing that i'm kind of doing i'm I'm, fi- I'm feeling myself right now lopes i'm feeling myself oh, i'm feeling the timeline, man you're out here motivating the people you got you got as as everything you do you got a I turn around you got a small entourage behind you man people and working out but, but here's the thing, like, really, I, I think that the, the most important part is motivating people to get up and move. And, you know, we talk about physical health and appearance, but mental, we've talked about this before, like mm-hmm. mentally, you got to be in a good space, whether you're a content sure. creator, sure. Uh, a, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a yeah. wife, a, a, an employee, a supervisor, if you are not comfortable with you, if you don't feel good inside, how can you project positivity or other, you know, good stuff onto other people? So mental, yeah. mental fitness is the most important, right? Physical after that, you got to get in a good mental space and, and the physical comes and, you know, drinking this water has really helped out, man. I know it's, it's, it's so simple, man. It's so simple, it but it's so essential. So everybody out there listening to the Breakout Finder Show, get you a jug, get you a gallon, and put it Drink down, baby. <laughs> Drink your water. Drink your water. But listen, listen, Lopes, um, we got Pro Days, man. Pro Day pro is dominating the space, right? Mm-hmm. Pro Day is mm-hmm. dominating the space, but... Before we get into that and who did and did not drink their water leading up to Pro Day, <laughs> there was devastating news. Devastating news today that dropped that I saw that Uh-oh. it just it just was it was it was it hurt. George Pickens, our guy. Yeah. We, you know, you you are a well-known George Pickens enthusiast. I love Mr. Sure. Pickens as well. Torn ACL uh Bummer, man. You know, I know yeah. it's part of the game, but one of the top wide receiver prospects in the 2022 class. Uh, that's that sucks, man. You know, that's 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 a blow right now. Now, fortunately, 
the the silver lining is it it is have it did happen early. So if right. if rehab goes according to plan, he should be ready for pro days and combine or whatever the case may be for the twenty twenty two NFL draft. But just mm-hmm. your thoughts when you saw Pickens blowing ACL on the timeline. Yeah, and this is you know obviously you 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 tossed the news in the timeline and scrolling through as I always do and and, and caught on there and it, it sucks man like you said it's just it's not it's not the news you want for obviously any player uh, but certainly a player here that um, you know could be highly regarded uh, in, a, in NFL circles certainly has been highly regarded in Debbie you know dynasty type type circles um, a player that really needed to take advantage of you know, coming off of uh, what many would consider probably a down year for his own standards and a lot of our standards, you know, a player that I thought could have fought for like the wide receiver one crown in his respective class at one point in time, kind of kind of disappeared a little bit last season. So really needed to take hold and really, you know, jump forward and and, and throw his name kind of back in, in in that, you know, respective ring. Um, unfortunately, that's that, that's not going to be the case. So hopefully things work out. And like you said, the rehab goes well. We'll, we'll get a better idea this fall of kind of where things sit, but uh, definitely still a player to monitor. But yeah, not not the news we want for any type of you know highly touted player, any player of course, but but certainly someone of, of, of Pickens, you know, draft pedigree. Uh, definitely, that definitely stinks, man. What do you what do you think he does? Do you think he actually comes back to play? In, because I, I fully believed had he played this season and played well, he was going to declare for the draft, right? True junior, yeah. he declares. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you think he's even going to come back, or is he just going to say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to the league. I'm not even going to waste time again. I'm going to be a, you know, top fifty pick. I'm out of here." Just yeah. gut yeah. gut feeling right now. Yeah, gut feeling. I mean, I it's it's a tough one because for him specifically, someone that I think really did need the season. But I think you're going to see a lot more players nowadays, man, just kind of go the route of protect themselves, protect their body and do what they think is right. And for most players, in a lot of those cases, it's just, you know, again, getting your body right, keeping it right, and and just not getting on that field where there's really, for most of these guys, not a ton to gain. Um, you know, Pickens, again, probably has a bit, bit of an asterisk next to his name given the season he's coming off of. But again, a player that flashed early enough where I think if the rehab goes well, and again, these these NFL, these these, these front offices, these these scouting teams will, will monitor that. Um, and if he gets he gets kind of good messages early on, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's one that's just going to sideline himself and just say, listen, I'm going to make sure that this injury, this recovery gets right. I put myself at 100 and I'm getting ready for the next step. And for me, the next step obviously is Sunday football. So um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like I said, we see that with a lot more players, injury or not, just players focusing on themselves going forward and, and doing the right thing by their wallet, so to speak. It's an it's an interesting topic that you mm-hmm. sort of transitioned us to, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit later, but since we're here, we might as well dive in. Yeah. You know, we see it across multiple sports, and in particular basketball. We see these players say, the hell with college, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to go play pro ball overseas, or I'm going to mm-hmm. just do my own thing, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking back to even, remember Brandon Jennings, Brandon Jennings sure, was yeah. a high school All-American, yeah. was committed to Arizona, I believe, and then was like, fuck that, and he went to go do something overseas, and came back, and was a lottery pick in the NBA, we saw LaMelo mm-hmm. Ball uh, more mm-hmm. recently, kind of, mm-hmm. hell, I I don't even know if LaMelo even finished high school ball. Like, I don't even know what the deal. I, mean, I, know, I know he left and went to uh, Turkey or wherever he went and came back yeah, yeah. and played for Spire. But when, when we're looking across the college football landscape, and for those of you who aren't familiar, the NFL has no kind of control over the NCAA. They're two completely separate entities. There is no, at least on the surface that we can tell, influences from the NFL to the NCAA. And... Players opting out of games is nothing new. I mean, Christian McCaffrey opted out of his bowl game. We've seen sure. other players say, this game is pointless. I'm not wasting you know, yeah. my body to, to get hurt so close to the NFL draft. Now, COVID actually forced the hand. And I think it for uh, NCAA and the NFL, it's probably the worst, their worst nightmare. Because uh, it, it showed, or it's going to show, that some of these athletes don't have to fucking play and they're still going to be a top pick. You know, Jamar Chase, he, he, regardless if somebody has him as wide receiver one or two, and I'm talking about real NFL teams, there's no doubt. (laughs) We can all bet our lives that he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL Mm -hmm. draft, right? Mm -hmm. And he didn't take a snap in Mm -hmm. 2020. Kenny Gainwell didn't take a snap in 2020. Then, after the season, 
you have players, the combine is, is canceled. You know, you got players that said, the hell with pro day. Najee Harris, no pro day. Devonta Smith, no, like, I'm not even weighing in. I'm not doing anything. Like, mm-hmm. y'all saw my resume? Draft mm-hmm. me or don't. Like, yeah, that's do you think this has set a precedent moving forward that in some cases, and then I, I didn't even touch on the third layer, some players mm-hmm. played partial season, Terrace Marshall, and said, I, I, I mm-hmm. did enough in five games, I'm done. But do you think this sets a precedent for these surefire high-level picks to say, you know what, I've, I've done enough these two years of college or, you know, I've done enough through my body work speaks for itself. I'm not going to the combine. Yep. If you want to see me come to my local pro, like just yep. your general thoughts on how this is going to impact and affect uh, prospects season moving forward yep. and even the college game. Yeah, and I, I'm even going to go higher level with it, man. Like, I'm wondering, I, I talked to my guy, J- Justin Higdon, a little bit about it. So he's the one that kind of brought it up to me and never really even dawned on me until he mentioned it. But he's like, yo, like, what if we just don't get the NFL scouting combine ever again? And, and you you and I might have talked about that. What if what if these players just have these agents and these agents, you know, most of these agents represent a large, you know, they have different chunks, different groups of these, of these, of these players. And what if it's just like, hey, listen, like, I'm going to have my two, three dozen players at location A. Like you said, you want to see them, you got you got to come to us. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, COVID obviously with goes without saying, of course, has, has shook up so much that we know in, in a day to day life, obviously outside the sport. But the trickle down effect in the sport of football, um, I would imagine, you know, we're going to see some sort of ramifications here, whether it's like you said, players opting to protect themselves, protect their health. Uh, focus on their own futures versus, you know, not necessarily being selfish and, and foregoing the team. But again, some of these players, if, if there's nothing left to prove, what do they have to gain by being out there? And I think a lot of these players were certainly thinking that before in the past and didn't really have, you know, the push to really go make that happen. But now seeing how a lot of this the dust has settled here with a lot of these players during a COVID season, why can't this be the new norm? going forward, right? With, with, with a lot of these players, Jamar Chase, probably the perfect example because that resume and what Devonta Smith's doing, uh, at, like you said, at his pro day or not doing in this case, Hey, listen, the tapes out there, you, you guys really don't need to see anything else from me athletically, whatever it is, any, any questions I'll answer questions for you, but testing wise, what, yeah. what, what good does it do for me to be out here? So I wouldn't be surprised. You see a lot more of these players, especially the high profile names taking more control and kind of setting the standard going forward. You know what? Hey, man, good, good, good for them because a lot of that control in the past hasn't hasn't really been in their court. And now I think you're going to see kind of the way that things shift, um, kind of kind of trend toward towards that direction. Yeah, I, and you know, I don't, man, I, I can see it, man. I don't know what side of the coin I land on. You know, I do believe mm-hmm. the NFL probably wants to get the combine back and rolling, right? So it's and, a lot of money I mean, for them, I imagine. Yeah, it, but we've seen players go to the combine and not test. We've seen that multiple times where they're like, oh, he's going, but he's not going to do anything. He'll interview yeah. with teams. They'll yeah. they'll interview with teams. They'll do the, you know, measurables, but they're not going to test. Yeah. I don't know what side of the coin I land on, but I do think that the players have a lot more power um, than mm-hmm. they know. They've got a lot more power. And what's an NFL team going to do? Not draft Devontae Smith because he says, I'm not going to run for you uh, here at this scouting combine. I mean, if anything, if the NFL was smart, they would host regional events and maybe some of them out on these college campuses and, and, and bring people there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. You know, we, we are under the assumption that, you know, everyone who believes in vaccination will be vaccinated by, you know, mm-hmm. that time period next year mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. will return to status quo. But I just, mm-hmm. you know, we're about to see a bunch of players get drafted that didn't do a damn thing besides play on the field. And I, for one, you know, I know a lot of people were, were upset at Devonta Smith didn't weigh in, didn't test, didn't do anything. I thought it was a brilliant move. I thought it was phenomenal. And because of that, if I were Jamar Chase, I would do absolutely nothing. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even risk running a four five, eight and having people question it. I wouldn't risk anything. And not that I think that's what he would run, but you just never know. Right. We thought, some people thought Travis Etienne was going to drop a four two forty yard dash. So we just, you don't know, you know, maybe it's just a bad fucking day for Chase and he doesn't, he doesn't get his start right. But I wouldn't even risk it. For me, I was thrilled that he did nothing, that he told y'all, I'm not even going to weigh in. Like, big fuck you to everybody. And I know there are people who are so mad. But if I'm Devontae Smith, my resume is, 
117 receptions, 1,800 yards, 23 TDs, and a Heisman Trophy. Oh, and if, if that wasn't good enough, go back to my 2019 tape where I had 1,200 yards, led the team in touchdowns, led the team in yards per reception. You know, like, I thought it was, I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant move for the yeah. young man, although some may not like it. What, what are you going to do now? You're going to have to, yeah, you're going to have to grade him off the merit. Absolutely. And, and speak, and we can, we can stick with, with Devonta Smith for a little bit here. And I think you really, you really nailed it because, uh, you know, and I've, we've talked about this before. I've certainly stirred the pot as much as possible. I, I've, I've been on, I've been on one side of it myself. Um, I think for a lot of people, perhaps myself included, it would have been, it would have been nice to see him go out there in a way, perhaps another form of a big fuck you. Like, Hey, listen, he, here I am standing at, whatever it is, 178, pushing 180, whatever it is. The fact is that a lot of us, um, whether you're a fan or not, you probably came, leading up to this point in your evaluation, you probably arrived at the reasonable conclusion that certainly his weight, it, he's not going to be tipping the scales at 185 or 190 or whatever it is. And, and that is all baked in. So uh, I think for a lot of people that that saw him opt out of that and, and, and choose to go a different route and not weigh in or, or whatever it is, or for him to say, Hey, I'm sitting at 170 or whatever it is. Uh, for those that are overreacting, they're doing just that they're overreacting. They're just, they're just tweeting just to tweet again. A well, lot they of don't have stuff, the ammo. They don't have the ammo. What was going to happen? You were right. He was yeah. not going to weigh in at 180 pounds. So he's already, behind the eight ball from the weight curve, sure. right? Oh, he's sub-180. Yeah. So if he was 171 or 165 or 178, there mm-hmm. there was no, nothing good was going to come out of that situation. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing. So I, I just think that was a savvy, savvy move by him. And some may not like it. I personally think it's phenomenal because I'm not doing – this is just me. I ain't doing what you think I should do. I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do. And, again, my resume speaks for itself. And, Absolutely. I mean, I approach the fantasy space the same way. I'm going to do what I want to do. My resume mm-hmm. speaks for itself. I'm not I'm not conforming to what you yeah. think I should do. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the Ray G thing. And if you don't like it, fuck it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think that people – like when people are outraged or fake outraged or whatever, whatever, whatever they are, when they when they see this guy's weight or you know the way he's he's going about his business, like what I, I this is a question for you for just for the listeners. We don't even have to answer, but like what like what do people what are people waiting for? Like obviously, I I, I certainly wish he was bigger. Fine, whatever. But the way that I view him going forward, and again, you you and I talked about this. It doesn't mean that I am. You know, I'm worried about his prospects at the next level or because I don't have him as, as a surefire as the wide receiver one doesn't mean that he's a bad player. But I guess for those that are going back now and doubling back and, and talking about the weight or lack thereof, like how is that? I have to imagine that was already built in. What does at this point in, you know, towards the end of March here, how does that fundamentally change your evaluation just because it got written down in paper, or there was more tweets. Of, like I, I just don't. To me, it goes back to process. It's simply process. And if you were, if you're waiting to adjust based on this, you know, juncture, <laughs> you're, pro- you're again, you're probably doing it wrong. You're yeah. probably doing it wrong. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, he, it, it's, it's almost the the same argument is like, it's Rondell Moore. It's going to be Tutu Atwell. You knew Rondell Moore was short. Like you knew that. Mm-hmm. You knew that shit four years ago when he was coming out of high school. You know that Tutu Atwell is a speedster. You know that Anthony Schwartz can fly. You know mm-hmm. that Penny Sewell is big. Like you know these things. So I think the people that are outraged, and I saw some some people say he's this shows a lack of competition. Oh boy. Oh what? boy. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, they, I, I have come to the conclusion, Lopes. I, I, I'm going to cut back because reading the comments on Twitter underneath <laughs> things, I promise you, you're probably better off smoking crack cocaine <laughs> than than reading some of the stupid shit that people post. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was the some guy. Messy. The there was some guy. Literally, I, I I've got the tweet, and I just said, "What are we doing here, folks?" Where. <laughs> The vertical jump was subtracted from the height of a defensive back, and therefore Rondell Moore's 42-inch 
vertical oh, jump versus a six foot wide receiver is really only a 37 inch vertical jump. <laughs> what are we? It's just the most outrageous mental gymnastics to, you know, everyone, everyone wants to be, you know, the, 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 the moral of the story is everyone wants to be right. Whether or not you're high in a player, low yeah. in a player, everyone wants yeah. to be able to say the flag that I planted was the correct yeah. flag in a year, two years, three years, and for a lot of these people, it's uh, it's it's and that the path to that, whether right or wrong, when you arrive, is to is to justify it by doing all these ridiculous, you know, formulas and subtract and vert. I've never seen stuff like this, man. I've never seen yeah, stuff. Even and I, I want to say it goes back to just the, the fucking pandemic too. Everyone's inside. One's been locked inside for so long. People people have been marinating no, over. No, no, no don't don't give them out. Don't don't do yeah. not give them out. <laughs> Even Josh Larkey chimed in and was was either incredibly impressed or very very disappointed that the analytics have taken a turn down this yeah. path. But but I just say this, and this will be my last sort of Devonte Smith diatribe at mm-hmm. this point. Um, I mean, we knew we we know he's skating, we know that. But when we continuously see, and I'm talking about NFL players, Devonte Adams. Chad Ochocinco, you know, we're seeing these guys say, yo, y'all are like, these are guys who are in the trench, some of the best players to ever play their position, saying, coming about saying, this dude is legit. Like, I don't give a damn about any of that. Ocho is adamant. Like, he's like, yo, this this kid is better than I was coming out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, adamant. Jerry Judy came out and was like, yo, Smitty is the truth. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got Mm -hmm. analysts, Matt Harmon, Scott Barrett saying, I don't give a fuck about this weight thing. Like, the dude is legit. Like, and what's so crazy about Smith, for all of his weight, do you know how many games he missed in his Alabama career? I want to say very little, if, if, maybe, maybe none, maybe, maybe no games. The zero, he missed zero games. Do you know how many, yeah, like, hasn't been an issue. do you know how many halves of football he missed? <laughs> I'm going to, again, go with my answer being very, very few, very few. The only one that I can remember, and it's just so ironic that this skinny, he's too small to play, he missed the last half of his very last game versus Ohio State. And you know what the injury was that knocked him out for this skinny kid? The injury that knocked the Slim Reaper out. Wasn't a concussion. Wasn't a leg injury. Was it something on his hand? A fucking thumb. The thumb Thumb, of of all things. That yeah. the skinny wide receiver could could have been injured by the thumb knocked him out of a natty where he had 215 receiving yards in the first half. He was cruising. He was cruising. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yep. we, we we touched on Rondell Moore. Comes yes. in, runs a four two nine. Better than I expected. I knew it was going to be fast. I didn't know it was going to be four two nine. You can add the five one hundreds of a second. You're still sitting at a four three four. Incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. 42 and a half inch vertical jump. For those of you who don't like, that's Rondell Moore's got a basketball. He's going down the lane and he looks like Russell Westbrook. Like it, it, like if he were in a dunk contest, he would win because he's so short and he jumps so high. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. crazy, man. Five, right? five, seven and has 42 inch bunnies. It's just 42 again, inch bunnies, uh, yeah. 24 reps on the bench press. And he measured in at five foot seven. Okay. Now he stinks. He can't play receiver. He's terrible. <laughs> Again, um, yeah. listed at 5'9", Purdue. Listed him at 5'9", yep. which uh, most times, nine times out of ten, the listed height is off by an inch or two. Jalen yep. Waddle's listed at 5'10". I, I, I don't even know what he measured it. I think he's going to measure in at the second Alabama Pro Day, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's 5'10". He's probably going to be 5'9". So Ronda Moore is 5'7", 180 pounds. He's not a big wide receiver. His game is not predicated on lining up at the one-yard line and running a fade uh, to the corner of the end zone. That's not his game. Mm-hmm. I just asked the question, since he sucked at wide receiver, I was like, since he stinks, he can't play wide out now. Would you, as the fantasy community, be happier if he were deployed like James White? Would that just make you happier? What if mm-hmm. Rondell Moore was a player who got 50, 60 carries a season you know, I was conservative, said 75 to 90 targets. But what if he was a 95 to 115 target guy? Had that dual threat, you know, running back, wide receiver, positional eligibility. Would you like him more? And James White 
mean, he's been a PBR uh, RB1 multiple times in his career. Mm-hmm. Rondell yeah, Moore's a better player. player. He's a better player than James White. Where are you at with Rondell Moore, uh, his short stature, uh, incre- in, in, incredible athleticism that we knew. Yeah. We knew he was short. We knew he was an athlete. What, has he moved? Has he stayed the same? Where are you at with yeah. Rondell Moore? And and the name of the game, the show is uh, you and I are going to go back and forth on a couple of these prospects and see really how much the the, the needle has moved. But, you know, much like Smitty, um, Devonta Smith and Rondell Moore, like these are players that what they did or perhaps didn't do, like none of this stuff was earth shattering. For me, again, for Rondell, speaking about Rondell more specifically, we've talked about him in this very show. We've talked about him for years now. Coming out of high school, we saw the numbers at the opening. We knew this kid was a gifted, gifted athlete. So the fact that he came out and jumped like he did and ran like he did and looked like he did. The, the best part about all this, by the way, was just him. He said he didn't bench at his pro day, but he but he retweeted the clip of him like like throwing up 25 with ease. It was just like, yo. You guys, you guys can can look at this for a little bit. You know what I mean? Don't 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 ever question my 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 my, my fortitude in, in the gym here. So, but everyone knew that Rondell Moore was gifted. So the fact that he did what he did, there shouldn't be a situation where we're out here double counting it. I mean, don't 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 get you know get get excited about it because he is special. But at the same time, it's like this shouldn't really be a surprise for for a lot of us here. And in that same vein. It's hard for me to really go back now because he's 5'7 and not 5'8 or 5'9. It's hard for me to go back and take away that special, special early production. He's still dynamic as hell. Every time he touched the ball at Purdue, when he was healthy on the field, he was he was causing problems for the defense. And like you said, just because he's not six foot and winning at the highest catch points consistently, like that's not how he made his bread at Purdue. You know what I mean? You just want to get him the ball, let him be the dynamic player that he is out of the backfield, split out wide in the slot. But wherever you can manage to deploy him and, and fit him in, that's where he's going to excel. Now at the next level, I, I would sure hope that he's in an offense that, you know, landing spot might ladder, matter a bit more for him. We want him with someone that's going to really, you know, unlock that, that, that full potential and, and get really creative with them. But man, Nothing that he did do or, again, didn't do hasn't – nothing's changed for me. He still is the same Rondell Moore. Um, just like Smith, do I do I wish he was taller? Do I wish Smith was a bit heavier? Sure, why not? But, again, end of the day, film speaks for itself, man. The numbers are there. The production's been there. It's hard for me to go back on all of that uh, now that we have this, you know. Instead of pencil, we got these these, these numbers and pen. And nothing's, nothing's changed. And, again, we knew he was short. I mean, if yeah. – if, if this swayed you in any way to just, I'm off of him, then you'd never watch Rondell Moore. You, you don't deserve yeah. to have an opinion on players if this swayed you. This is what it did for me. This is what it did for me. My tier one of wide receiver prospects in the 2021 class is solidified. I've got five guys for me. Smith, Chase, Bateman, Moore, Waddle. Those are my five tier one guys. I rank inside the tiers. If you want to select Rashad Bateman over Rondell Moore, that's fine. But Rondell Moore still a tier one wide receiver prospect for me. If Bateman lands on the, I'm just throwing a fucking team out there that needs a mm-hmm. wide receiver, you know, whatever team it is that needs a wide up. He lands with mm-hmm. the Jaguars on their second mm-hmm. pick. And Rondell Moore is a second rounder and he goes to wherever. And you want to take Rashad Bateman over Rondell Moore, fine. I mean, tier one guys rank with inside the tier. If... Dwayne Eskridge goes in the first round, right? Like some prognosticators have said, or uh, Kadarius Tony goes, you know, sure. first round. I'm still not taking those players over Rondell Moore. I'm, I'm, that's just, I'm not going to do it. I will not do it. Not going to do it because Rondell Moore is definitively the better player. And I believe that he could, uh, how many, we, we've seen players outproduce their fucking draft capital all the time. It always mm-hmm. happens. A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. second-round pick. D.K. Metcalf, damn near a third-round pick. We see mm-hmm. it every single year. Juju Smith-Schuster, second-round pick. Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson, I believe he was a second- or a third-round pick. We see these players outperform. Draft capital is not the end-all, be-all. It does mm-hmm. give you an, a, a good indication of some probably early opportunity, but it's not, oh, you weren't a first-round pick, you're, you're, you're toast. I don't... <sighs> I'm just telling you, man, uh, I just, instead of what reading comments sometimes, just go smoke, go get some weed, get a drink, just smoke. I don't want to say smoke crack. Don't do that. But, but maybe. All right. So yeah. 
let's let's and he has not had his pro day yet, but Kyle Pitts, man. Yeah. There's a video. Oh yeah. Floating around. Oh and a yeah. lot of a lot of people oh, yeah. chimed in on this video of Mr. Pitts, Mr. Four Four Six. Now the video, to be fair, is incomplete. You can't really see the forty yard dash line. But all I can do is take the man on his word. I don't, I do not, when I look at Kyle Pitts, I do not see a liar. I do not see somebody that just wants to fib and tell lies to the people. I, I see a truthful fellow. He wears glasses like me and you. Um, you know, he he's a savvy route runner, so he's got some high football IQ. He looks like a high yeah, character yeah. guy. I don't yeah, believe yeah. that he would go out there and run a 4-8 and say 4-4-6. Like, I don't think he'd do that to himself or to the people. Yet, the Twitter wants to tell me he's slow-footed. It looked horrible. It, he looked slow. It looked like oh, a five-flat. Oh, boy. <sighs> Lopes, I just, I'm just so tired, Lopes. I'm just yeah. tired. I'm tired. And, and admittedly, man, I'll be honest. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm probably not the right person to talk about Kyle Pitts because you, you know of all people, you know, Ray, you and I have had many conversations, whether on here or private or otherwise. I mean, my, my, my fandom for Kyle Pitts really knows no boundaries. No, I am certainly uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in love, right? I, I'm in love. And uh, and I, I don't want that inherent bias to shine through. But, uh, you know, the, the story's the same with with Kyle Pitts as it is for guys like Moore and Smith, the guys we just talked about. You anyone with two eyes, uh, whether they wear these glasses like, like like you and I, anyone with two eyes here, right, that has watched Kyle Pitts at Florida uh, sees a pretty gifted mover, someone that you know, if we don't, if, if, if you don't trust, you know, the numbers on a high school, or you don't really know what you can't get a good feel for it. just the eye test alone. You don't have numbers to, to, to match up against you, but you, you watch them on Saturdays, you see an athlete, you see someone that excels at moving and, and creating space and, and moving for his size, most, most importantly, and we'll, we'll get his official way in, way in here at some point soon, and we'll get an official time and all that. But the the moral the, the the summary for me is you know don't 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 adjust too much yeah these these 40 videos are awesome and if he does blaze a four four something man that's going to be incredible and that probably does move the needle a little bit i'm not sure what what i peg him ray but that 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 dude's moving for his size certainly um but man do not overreact and for anybody else that that you know, was was waiting to this point to, oh, man, I, I, I just got to wait and see if Kyle Pitts really is athletic. Then you missed the boat a long time ago, man, because I don't know what you were watching or not watching on Saturday, because all I saw was this guy look like an above average, you know, pretty gifted athlete for his size. Again, the, the, the people out there saying that he looks slow, I, I just. That's wild to me. He's a he's six foot six. Like, I think people see the short, choppy steps and they equate that to speed. And that's not that's not a one-for-one one equation. Leg stride has something to do with how much ground you can cover. And he's six foot six. It's not going to look like Jalen Moore. It's not going to look like dude. Rondell Moore. Um, he's great. He's going to be a top. Uh, you know, it's – I know Philadelphia Eagles fans. I've seen some chase. I've seen some pits. The, the Bengals need to draft an offensive lineman. I would not be shocked if they said we're taking Kyle Pitts to pair with Joe Burrow. Like I wouldn't Man, be shocked. I would, I would not be Man, shocked. I would love that. Um, but let, let's 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 switch gears completely here. We are going mm -hmm. to go to the opposite side of the ball because okay. a player tested today that I know you've talked about. We've uh, we've had conversations with our man Eric Crocker from the Crocker Report. Absolutely. Love Crocker. Yeah, Crocky, former, man. Former NFL defensive Sharky. back. And I have been pounding the table, and our man Cody Carpentier has also been doing it as well for J.C. Horn. Yeah, and yeah. my man Horn had a day today at his pro day, right? I mean, he's already got the cocky swag. He's already got all of that. He's got that, you know, the, the NFL pedigree. His dad, Joe Horn, a wide receiver for the Saints, 205 pounds, six foot, 205, so 90th percentile. Uh, weight score, 33-inch arms, 93rd percentile, 41.5-inch vertical jump, 96th percentile, 133-inch broad jump, 96th percentile. Then he goes out there and runs a 439, 140-yard dash, and said that's it. He, he seatbelt strapped up. That's it. Now, the raw athletic score, this blew my mind, this relative athletic score, okay, RAS, 
J.C. Horn scored a 10 out of possible 10 points on this relative athletic score. He is number one out of 1,748 cornerbacks from 1987 to 2021. That's wild. He is. If you want to know who J.C. Horn is, go watch and you know what game I'm about to talk about because it's your yeah, boy. Yeah, my boy Seth, man. I, when I, say I hate that to be him. I hate that to be him. He put him in the child rear-facing seat, <laughs> strapped him in, and told the him to clamps. go on for this ride, young man, because he put the clamps on Seth Williams. Now, as good as J.C. Horn is versus Florida, uh, Kyle Pitts got him a couple of times, and if you go back to 2019, Devontae Smith wore his ass out. But just the 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 athletic prowess of one J.C. Horn and that what he did versus Seth Williams, you got to be impressed with that, man. Yeah, and I'm I'm scrolling through the timeline here, and a few of my 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 favorite tweets that that lined up after after Horn's pro day, man, which were, again monumental for 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 several reasons here, but. Uh, Austin Gale over at PFF put his numbers up against Jalen Ramsey, who, for those of, of us that watch football, know Jalen Ramsey would be a pretty decent cornerback himself. Jalen Ramsey at his combine, 6'1", 209, 33-inch arm, uh, 33 inch arms, 41.5 vertical, 11.3 broad. All these numbers match up. You know, J.C. Wow. Horn put them side by side. That that might be the comparison going to the next level here. Ben Fennel, uh, who does a lot of stuff with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, showed clips here of Horn going against Kyle Pitts, going against Elijah Moore, going against Devonta Smith. Uh, just goes to speak to to Horn's vers- versatility here, and probably one of my one of my favorite tweets here. Ryan Clark, former defensive uh, NFL defensive back himself, said he's he's not mad at J.C. Horn at all. He said if my film looked like his and I measured like he did and I ran sub four four on my first forty. You guys can miss me with with the second one. I'll see y'all in draft night. You know what I mean. So again, we're yeah. talking about a special, a special, special player. And my and my boy KP KP show does a lot of stuff for the 49ers over there. SB Nation, one of my favorite favorite cornerback evaluators, basically said that you know fuck all the CB one talk. You know what I mean. Like like Horn has had that locked up. Horn's in his own tier. We're talking about one of the best players in the draft class. Like when you talk about the Trevor Lawrence's, the Justin Fields, the Kyle Pitts these top tier offensive linemen, like you got to put JC Horn's name in that top five, six, you know, very, very, very top of, of day one. Uh, he looks, he looks good as hell, man. And for a position as critical as cornerback, I mean, he looks, he looks pretty, pretty surefire to me. Listen, he's been my cornerback one for a long time. I, I've said that uh, even when the Patrick Sertain and Caleb Farley enthusiasts came at me, uh, JC Horn is, is CB one. And uh, I, I think he's going to be an outstanding cornerback prospect at the next level. Now, the the last kind of well, well, let's let's hit on two more guys before I save yeah. the best for last. Uh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, another your boy, man. Keep, he just keeps it's a big passing day the for test. You. He just keeps passing the test. Listen, man, I I try to make football as uncomplicated as it is. Is it, 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 it look? You could either ball or you can't. And I think he's a better prospect than Tua. I, I've said that before. Took a lot of shit, and I loved me some Tua. I mean, I got receipts. I'm team never delete. I thought Tua was. Was legit. I think Mac Jones is a better prospect than Tua. I, I just do. I think he's a better prospect than Tua. What he did this past season, he played a perfect season. Uh, he was very, very. Uh, he's great. Undefeated. Shortened season. Uh, broke the the all time completion percentage record and QBR record held by Colt McCoy and Joe Burrow, respectively. Uh, he owns of like Alabama's like five uh, eight. 400-yard performances. He has like five of those games, and all of those came in 2020. He played majority of the season without Jalen Waddle, who played in four games before breaking his leg versus Tennessee and then coming back the last game to catch three balls. Uh, so, yeah, he had Smitty, but he also was thrown to John Mechie and Slade Bolden. So I don't want to hear uh, all the weapons, all the weapons. I just think that if, if Mac Jones were a five-star recruit, if Mac Jones – uh, you know, ran some crazy 40 time, which he ran a, some people said 479, uh, 483, which, listen, you know what Josh Allen ran at his NFL combine? It was a 476. So, I mean, it wasn't like Josh, yeah, yeah, I know. When I looked that up, I was like, oh, shit, like, Josh I Allen, I'm, now I'm not, I'm not, not saying Mac Jones is Josh Allen speed, but I'm just, I'm just, just telling you like he's not fucking slow he's not a statute like people want to say 
Um, but Mac Jones is the reason why I would not select, for me personally, I'm not taking Zach Wilson in the top half of a super flex rookie draft. I'm not doing yeah. it. If you're telling me I got to spend a top eight pick on Zach Wilson and I can grab Mac Jones at the 202 spot because people don't like his name, people don't like his body, uh, sign me up for Kyle Pitts, who could potentially be there at the 106. Sign me up for Devontae Smith. Sign me up for Jalen Waddell or Rashad Bateman or Kenny Gainwell or Javante Williams. I'm not touching Zach Wilson in the first half of a super flex draft when I can get Mac Jones later on. The, the, the good news is for us super flex drafters and for those that need a little help at the quarterback position, whether or not you got, you know, guys like Drew Brees exiting the league or just question marks with, you know, maybe you overinvested on Tua and you're not quite sure what you got yourself into. And the good news is, is 2021, this quarterback class, man, is looking like it could answer a lot of teams' questions. Um, and you got a guy like Mac Jones, who I had questions about. You know, we, we we sat on this very fine broadcast before. We've talked about the photos, the dad bod, all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's one year, and dad, yeah, does he look the part at the next level? But the answer to the question is, you know, he came out at his pro day uh, for all uh, intensive purposes. You know, all the all the commentary, the color commentary, all the throws look good. Everyone was, you know, we you see give him his fucking play. credit, Lopes. Give him his credit. Stop, be- gotta, stop beating around the bush. Give him his credit. Give him his credit. I, <laughs> I gotta give him his credit. He looked he looked slimmer. He looked like he, he did. took some care into the <laughs> body. You know what I mean? It, lo- it looks like he might have been scrolling the timeline and he seen the picture of himself and said, "Man, Mac, you know, if I want to really." get this bread at the next level. I got to figure this out. And he looked like he figured it out, man. He looked like he he got his ducks in a row. And that's what I take my hat off to him. He's, ta- he's taking this next level stuff seriously. Um, now, again, I, I probably, you know, for, for, for NFL oh, draft purposes, God. I probably still, oh, I still have, I still have Zach Wilson ahead Why? of him. But, Why? But Why? I think I will say, I will caveat and I will hedge because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hedge, but I will say, I think your point, for fantasy purposes, for superflex purposes, I think gobbling up the advanced talent at wide out, running back, Kyle Pitts at tight end, and falling back. Like you fall back on a Mac Jones, that's not a bad place to fall. But I will say for NFL, for for pure, you know, draft purposes, I I like I like Zach Wilson, man. I like that arm. I like that. I like that little. I like that little feeling he gives me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that same feeling I get a little bit when I when I was so excited about Johnny Manziel. I'm not saying he's Johnny Manziel, exactly. but I'm saying like that, he's got a little. That is that scares people off. I get that too. I get that. Lopes, too. you're you're better than this, Lopes. You are better <laughs> than this. You are letting that feeling of that the feeling. of the uh, no look pass, the the rollout to sexy. the right. And, sexy, you know. You know what, man? Uh, I'm pretty sure Mac Jones would be able to do that against San Diego State and San Jose State <laughs> as well. Enough, I have seen Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins threw a no-look pass last year. <laughs> it's That is why people are going to fuck up. I'm telling you, it's that yeah, right yeah. there. It's that yeah. he's a gunslinger. He played at BYU. Yeah, play to BYU. Yeah. The schedule and, and wasn't I, sexy. Right? And, and I get it. People are going to try to reverse engineer that that argument against me. Well, you like Trey Lance and he, Trey Lance and yeah, yeah. Trey, some some players just got it. Trey Lance got it. I don't give a shit who yeah. he played against. Trey Lance got it. But uh, listen, Amon Ross St. Brown went out there and had himself a day too. I mean, yes, sir. He had himself a day. Nothing, nothing crazy. I think he, you know, four or five. Uh, 40 yard dash 452 or something like that yeah. 2 yep. I think he had like mm-hmm. a, a nice high 30 something inch vertical jump very good short shuttle and three cone he's just a pro wide receiver I, I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in this class I have him right outside of my top five uh, he's a player that I have ranked inside my top 12 overall positional players mm-hmm. I think he's going to come in man and could you imagine um, Amon Ross St. Brown with Aaron Rodgers Amon Ross, St. Brown, you know what I mean? A, a team mm-hmm. that needs mm-hmm. a good number two wide receiver. Amon Ross, St. Brown fitting in. If if they hadn't signed A.J. Green, the Cardinals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. Dolphins getting an Amon Ross, St. Brown. I, I just think he. Yeah. we're going to look back three years from now and say, why did we not draft uh, Amon Ross earlier than, than that? I, he's an incredible wide receiver. I love his game, man. Yeah, and he and he looks again. It's all about the genetics and the bloodlines. Yeah. I mean, you could tell his pops was whatever he was, man. Mister Olympia, I think it was, or Mister World, or something like that. Yeah. That family is supremely, supremely gifted. He showed up today, man. Obviously, had the gym shorts on. Didn't didn't bother with the t-shirt. Just looked cut up, man. Looked like yeah. he's been 
he's been working hard and 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 that that stuff i'm sure matters to to a lot of folks certainly myself just talked about mac jones re-sculpting his dad bod <laughs> so so these kids putting time in before before this man you you, you want to see that motivation i'm sure i'm sure they all are this is this is this is their stage man this is the biggest moment in their lives but yeah this is it's kind of cliche but you know we say it i'm sure every year with, with certain handfuls of players but 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 quote unquote better 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 pro player than a college player um, and not to say that that Amon Ra was was a bad college player. You know, we we had some musical chairs there at, at, at SoCal with the quarterback, which is you know some 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 chips just didn't cut, quite fall his way. But I think, man, on the surface, just everything he does, just he just looks so polished. He looks so ready. Uh, we saw it today a little bit, just just the way that he he works the routes and just his hands. He just looks so comfortable out there. So uh, just yeah. threw a ton of cliches at y'all, but end of the day. Wide receiver six for me as well. Someone that I'm, I'm very happy to be high on and, and continue to stay high on. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just someone I'm, I'm excited to, 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 to draft in these rookie drafts for sure. Lopes, I, um, man, I, I saved this guy for last because okay. I, I was, I was so, I was so impressed because even I was a tad bit shocked. Kenny Gainwell. Kenny mm-hmm. Gainwell. And our man Noah Hills had himself a day. Uh, when Kenny Gainwell tested, just uh, chirping, man. Noah's been just, chirping. No, 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 Noah had these tweets ready. I mean, ready, ready to go. go. You know what I mean? He he had himself a day because I've been on Kenneth Gainwell for quite some time. Noah's been on Kenneth Gainwell longer than me. I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, that that guy's been all over Kenneth Gainwell. I, I would say at least a year and a half, two years, right? Kenny Gainwell listed at five foot eleven, like one ninety. I saw like some 184s out there. Like no one really knew how much Kenneth Gainwell weighed. There are pictures of him in a split backfield with Antonio Gibson uh, a year ago, two years ago, and Gibson looked significantly bigger than one Gainwell, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now Gainwell went out there and had a 1,200-yard rushing season, 600-yard reception season. I mean, just he was my pick for the 2020 the purpose pur- the player that would have led the country in all-purpose yards it was kenneth gainwell i've said that on multiple shows he opts out after a one season as a redshirt freshman and don't forget in that season one antonio gibson was on the field and was relegated to 33 carries because kenneth gainwell was so fucking good all right so gainwell says covid not playing he opted out and he did not back in we heard nothing else from one Gainwell. We did. We knew, we knew nothing about what he was doing. We knew he was kind of a smaller player. I thought he ah, he might be five nine. He measures in at five eleven. Okay, I like that. You know, the the weight we're seeing one eighty five, one ninety. There were some bets out there. Maybe he'll be one ninety five. Weighs in at two oh one. All right. So he put on however many pounds he put on, and then he lines up for his 40-yard dash and runs a 4-4-2. Listen, I I was aroused. I was aroused. (laughs) I was very aroused. You and Noah Um, both, man. You and Noah both. The blood was boiling. There were uh, (laughs) expletives dropped on the timeline. Oh, yeah. I think this cements him. Um, he's closer to to RB3 for me than he is RB5. I'll just say that. He's my RB4. But he is mm-hmm. closer to running back three than he is running back five. And my running back three is Travis Etienne. He is closer to Etienne than he is Jamar Jefferson at RB5. I think Gainwell, you know, he, he locked himself into day two draft capital. And I really can't wait to see where he lands. Arizona needs a back. Miami still needs a back. Pittsburgh needs a back. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for Kenny Gainwell. I, and I don't know what folks still need to see or where their questions lie. I mean, I, again, we, we talk about these mental gymnastics all show, bro, and we talk about the things people say and do to justify previous takes or, you know, reformulate new takes or whatever. But a lot of the Kenny Gainwell stuff, and we're not going to, you know, name names or drop Twitter handles on here, but a lot of people, oh, you know, I don't know his size. Have we seen backs at his size? Oh, I, I don't know. Can he, can he pass block? I, I, I don't know. And then, you know, Noah doing the Lord's work out here, man, just just draws up the list of all lists when it comes to Kenny Gainwell. 
you know, you know who else weighed at or around Kenny Gainwell, who looked like Kenny Gainwell? Christian McCaffrey, 5'11", 202. Jamal Charles, 5'11", 200. Chris Johnson, pretty, pretty, couple pretty, pretty good seasons, 5'11", 197. Austin Eckler, 5'9", 198. Brian Westbrook, 5'9", 200. And this list goes on for another three or four more names here. But end of the day, man, is exa- examples are out there. Um, and for people to turn a blind eye at that because – you know, we could talk about outliers a little bit, you know, Devonta Smith and all these guys and Kenny Gainwell. At the end of the day, is Kenny Gainwell does something really well for a back for me. He catches, he catches, he catches a lot and has those hands. And so that to me raises that floor and 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 keeps that draft, you know, well he's a player that I want to be early on because of that receiving ability. And for people that are saying, man, you don't you don't 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 reach for Gamewell. Gamewell is the exact type of player that I'm OK reaching for, especially in this shallow running back class, uh, just given that receiving ability. And like you said, for for a player like Gamewell to sideline talents like Gibson and these other players that, you know, that Memphis backfield was churning out NFL prospects and Gamewell <laughs> was was producing at one point in time. That that should matter something to these people versus just talking about size and all this stuff. Or, you know, I think that day, man, he catches and he can move, and he's produced, sign me up, bro. Sign me up. Yeah. He was drinking that gallon of water, man. He was drinking those gallons and gallons of Loves water. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's he should be a top uh, 12 pick in rookie draft, single quarterback leagues. If Kenny Gainwell slips outside the top 12, uh, whoever gets him at the top of the second, that's an, uh, an absolute steal of a pick. But Lopes – it was good talking to you, man. It was good Always being back good, in the saddle, Always man. I, I was very adamant at the start of the show that we would not exceed 35 minutes. So we're doing 35 minutes. I'm fucking tired. I got shit to do. You've already delayed me. This is supposed to be my <laughs> off night. You have, del- you have belabored the show. So I came in with a grudge. I came in with a grudge, and we are now pushing an hour because... I just have a good time talking to you, brother. Like, I, I truly Always. enjoy just Always. chopping it up with you. It's easy, man. It's, we, we, it, I think in your Twitter bio, do you have something like, don't take this so serious or it's not that serious? It's not or, that serious, man. It's, it's not, not that, that serious, man. It, it, it's really not, um, you know, but if you want to take it there, I'll go there. All right, man. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. That's it. Stay tapped into the station, man. Stay tapped in. Follow over, Matt man. Ryan. Uh, follow Liz. Holla at Kelly, Larky, Cody, everybody on the squad, man. We appreciate you. We out of this thing. <laughs>